you know how you've had moments of existential dread uh every day yes uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> with each with each passing grain of the sands of time through the hourglass i i lament over uh my impending doom podcast <laughs> uh welcome to the laser comb podcast episode four the podcast where we come through random episodes of your favorite tv shows with a fine tooth laser i am one of your hosts neo cal and i am one of your other hosts christopher siege christopher siege today yes. we are reviewing the undergrads <laughs> yes undergrads a classic uh canadian tv show from the early 2000s uh, April twenty second, two thousand and one. Yeah, I got a got a lot of fond memories of this show. I have uh, a lot which... of fond memories of the show too. When I looked up its air date, a little like fight or flight mode switched in my head when I realized that this is about two and a half, twenty and a half years old. Yeah, where I was an adult to watch this. Yeah, when it was on TV, and that was twenty years ago. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I um, I didn't watch this show during its original airing back in. Uh, to be fair, back, ne- neither did I. Back yeah. in mid uh, two thousand one, when I watched it was in like two thousand three or two thousand four or so. Teletoon, but, same. Teletoon used to show this series every night at uh, I think ten or ten thirty p.m. and then they would air somewhere when, in that block. And then they would air uh, uh, Clone High either before or after it. I can't remember. You're goddamn right. <laughs> um, but it, it was Monday to Friday, and that's particularly amusing to think back upon because uh, the show only has 13 episodes. And yet... And they, and they would air them in order every <laughs> night, five nights a week. So, like, twice a month, pretty much. Like, we, or, it, we, we'd go through the entire cycle of the show and I was watching this I wasn't doing a lot with my life at that point so I was just you know getting stoned and watching undergrads and and clone high, and clone high. <laughs> playing wrestling games you know listening to oh, uh fuck yes listening to death metal yeah eating giant bowls of pasta because I weighed like 260 pounds that uh right that, that 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 was where my life was at in uh in uh 2003 2004ish um you're you're a little bit older than me um yes i was i was already living on my own at that point too i was living with my auntie and uncle in <laughs> in la uh no out of all places north island i know i was going to say wait Terrific. what the fuck you lived in la <laughs> No, um, I did some things. Your auntie and uncle in Bel Air. That, <laughs> that uh, I did some things. Dropped you... out of school multiple times. Yeah. Was in precarious situations that I won't comment on air. Anybody that's part of our Patreon probably know exactly what the fuck I'm talking about because I've talked about it multiple times. But right. Things were not good, and I was not in school, and so I moved in with my auntie and uncle uh, 
not in Bel Air in North Island and went back to school and was a grade A student. But uh, the existential dread when you live in a town where riding bikes and doing drugs is kind of like the only thing for young people to do uh, or work. Um, or if you live in Victoria, that's what people are. A lot of people our age do too. Uh, or or that <laughs> you have all of these things to do, but no ways of doing them because you're high all the time. Um, but yeah, I, so, instead, so instead you steal Hagen Dawes from grocery stores. Hey man, is there a bigger thrill than taking on the siege? <laughs> <laughs> trying to see how many Hagen Dawes containers you can hold in both arms. Uh, I don't know if I've ever mentioned it on this show, but uh, uh, I work at a grocery <laughs> store. I'm the frozen foods manager, uh, and the neighborhood that we're in, where, where we're located, is a couple of blocks away from like Crack Central in Victoria. Actually, so, the worst. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People like literally like shooting up, like smoking meth and shit, like right out in the open, like just oh shamelessly, yeah, yeah, just shamelessly. right outside their tent, yeah, <laughs> right by the the road. <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, uh, and they frequently come into the store and try and steal haagen or yogurt or things like that because uh, druggies, uh, especially people who do, like, really hard drugs regularly, their bodies are in constant need of carbohydrates. So they crave, like, really sugary, really fatty foods. So they come in and try and steal it, and I got to take them down because they ain't stealing my ice cream. <laughs> Not on my watch, motherfuckers. Not on my watch. And of course, they don't steal like the president's choice, like four liter bins. They go for the fucking top notch <laughs> shit. Yeah, they go for the the very uh, sweet, very high calorie, expensive Hagen Dazs, Ben and Jerry's. Ben and Jerry's, yeah, bastards. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, that was a that was a tangent, but I just wanted to. I, I've talked about that at length on some of our other shows, but I don't know if I have actually mentioned it on this show. So there we go. There we go. And uh, I, don't, I don't really remember what <laughs> where I even was with with that. Something about siege tackling somebody. But today we're tackling undergrads. Yeah, so undergrads was created by a guy named Pete Williams. Uh, he uh, the show is loosely based on his experiences in college. He dropped out after one year. He dropped out after one year. Well, he he dropped so. It was weird. I don't know how familiar you are you are with the tale, but um, he was going to to college. Um, he was he had been loosely interested in animating his whole life, mm. and uh, he had been subscribed to something called um, like animators in, inside animation or something. And back, so this is ninety seven, <laughs> right? Like, okay. yeah, the internet exists, but. Eh, it, it was okay. And um, these magazines kind of gave him, he felt like the, the edge like he needed. And he'd always enter these animation contests and never win anything, win a t-shirt here or there. He was home for winter break. And his mom was like, uh, Pete, why don't you enter this contest? It's for MTV. And oh, he looked shit. and he's like, oh, $5,000 and a chance to like pitch the show to the network. Sweet. And the rules were you had to animate it and it needed to be voiced and that's it. So he won. 
despite the fact it was a nationwide contest, he he won. Um, wow. He had found out later that only 15 applicants <laughs> uh, for the contest. There were only 15 applicants. And that, that, that surprises me. I feel like nowadays there would be way more applicants. Thousands. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah you, <laughs> thousands. And a little while later, he had found out that he's the only one that followed the rules. They were either uh, like voice auditions on cassette tapes or hand-drawn animations with no sound whatsoever. Wow. No default. Default. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but apparently he had gone in and like talked with them and they they were interested in the show and they they're like, hey, come back in the summer and we'll work on something, right? And they were particularly interested in him because he edited, he animated, and he voiced the, the characters. He didn't do any of those things really well, <laughs> but because he did a little bit of all of it, it he was like, oh, we need to get this guy. A for effort, in other words. A- absolutely. And so they wanted to grab him. And he's young, right? Mm-hmm. He worked there in the summer and um, worked on the show, you know, um, signed away his life. Oh, wow, that's tons of money. Sure, you guys can have the rights to the characters with no um, no time limit. Something he regrets to this day, because as you know, in 2018, I'm wearing one of the t-shirts from the undergrads Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. And the movie's been funded. And the, the script was finished in January. Woo! So it, it's happening. And... Well... That was three years ago. You said 2018. So where is this? Was when the Kickstarter. So in 2021, the script was finished and approved, and the Kickstarter um, backers have seen um, 3D like animation tech. So they're using a computer to animate the characters. Um, very common nowadays. The and uh, very very common. I'm. I'm stumbling over my words. They're using a computer program, kind of like a video game, to kind of like point and click and set up the scenes and move rather than doing it like as drawings that are then like animated like frame by frame. So they're working on a system where they can like move them and they naturally like will kind of like move or sit up or that kind of thing. So like, kind of like what Archer does, like Archer kind of looks like traditional animation, but it is, it is computer generated. Yes. And they're able to just like animate the, the characters in real time. In real. Yep. Yeah. And uh, and yeah, I get what you're saying. They've released uh, one of um, Rocco, like standing out of, out of like a chair and like dancing. And I was like, man, this looks really good. Hmm. And part of me was worried that it would like change the, the style of it. Uh, but no, it's going to be uh, anybody trying to watch the show. Good luck trying to find anything over like 480p. <laughs> <laughs> or even find it uh, uh, to watch legally anywhere. At least in Canada, it might be it's so it might hard. Be, it might be available uh, to stream somewhere in the United States, but we are located in Canada, so... We we had to acquire access to this show through uh, uh, legal means, not completely. 
not streaming means i will say yeah well no, it's on youtube we'll if you can stand watching it in like 180p or whatever it is one thing i will say uh and this is something i feel very strongly about is i'm not a big fan of piracy and i don't advocate for I'm, it. I'm with you yeah however if something is not legally available to stream or purchase and there's no other way like legal means of actually consuming a piece of media then go hard well like what are you going to do you're not hurting anybody at that point yeah. you tried to give someone your money for a product there's nobody to give your money yeah I, i'm i'm with you on that one uh so what's the show about uh, sh uh undergrads <laughs> is about uh uh this guy named nits uh who is just nits and his uh group of three friends uh rocco gimpy and cal whom if you're watching whom if you're watching this on video uh the cal on this show is wearing a t-shirt of the cal <laughs> <laughs> from undergrads hey best buddy nits guy I'm wearing a new t-shirt. Hanging up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I forgot until I watched this with you. They're all such shitheads. Yeah. It's not just yeah. Nitz is normal and the others are shitheads. Nitz is a shithead too. Just they're all shitheads in different ways. Hanging up. Yeah. <laughs> So the, the four of them have been like friends since like uh, elementary school and now they have gone off to college and uh, all of them except for uh, Nitz and Cal are going to different campuses. Yeah, um, Gimpy goes to Techerson Tech. Uh, Rocco goes to, I think they just call it Rocco's University. He's in a fraternity. They, yeah. they don't even know what school he goes to. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Cal and Nets go to State U. Yeah. Um, Nets is kind of an everyman type. Uh, he... Yeah. He's the shy, doesn't drink, doesn't do anything exciting. Yeah. Got everyman. lots of personality, but he's kind of chill for the most part. Except yeah. when it, uh, as it pertains to uh, his main love interest oh my God. of the show. Uh, Kimmy. Kimmy, yeah, it's a beautiful, like redheaded girl that he's just like absolutely crushing after, and she's she barely and a ditz, and she barely knows he exists. <laughs> yeah, like she she's always like perfectly friendly and sweet toward him, mm -hmm. but like she beyond like, and like I get uh, have always gotten the impression that's just because that's who she is. Yeah, like she's just friendly and pleasant. Yeah. So she's friendly and pleasant to Nitz, but beyond that, she has no clue that he even exists. No, there's one episode where um, he's like, oh, hi, Kimmy, don't you remember me? And she was like, oh, that's right, you're Nitz. You sat behind me in Mr. Blah Blah Blah's class. So she vaguely recollects, but that yeah. was the extent of their interaction. She's one year older than him and they were in one class like a couple of years ago. A uh, bunch of interesting supporting characters. Uh, Nitz befriends uh, a girl from his school named Jessie. The, uh, the cool punk chick. Yeah. Uh, her group of friends, which we're actually going to get introduced to in this episode. <laughs> her fucking friends. Uh, Brody. Yeah, yeah I, I'll, I'll have more no. to say about that later. Okay. 
<laughs> when we actually get to meet. What them. is it? Brody is like a movie ju- an insufferable movie junkie. He needs to point out every flaw and like detail about like a movie. Yeah. Right. He's that guy. Yeah. Um, Kruger just smokes and like shit talks everything. Versus all the time. And then and, uh, their other friend, Dan, just laughs at everything. <laughs> I, I can get behind it. Yeah, I like Dan. I, I actually, uh, I'll just say it now. Um, uh, uh, Jesse and her group of friends, I would love to hang out with those people. Yeah. Yeah, they seem, they seem like my, my crowd. Whereas, isn't that, okay, I noticed something watching this episode, uh, episode four. Uh, four, which is what is it called? Just called Friends, New Friends, yeah, New Sorry. Friends. Yeah. Um, it makes Jesse and her friends look more fun to hang out with than Nitz and his friends. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And uh, indeed, like the 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 crux of this episode ends up being that uh, Nitz kind of has to choose between hanging out with this new group of people or hanging out with his old group of friends from high school. And honestly, like that the show doesn't really make a great case, at least in my opinion, for why he should continue to like why he should pick the old friends over the new people. Well. Indeed, the conflict of the show is that his friends forgot his birthday. Yeah. Uh, and this is the episode where we find out Nitz's real name is Parker Walsh. Not Sean. <laughs> not not Sean. <laughs> uh, it's a, a plot point later on in the episode. Uh, speaking yeah. of the episode, do we want to uh yeah. get into talking about this one yeah let's jump into it um how does it start off it's it's Nitz's birthday so he wants to call everybody and let them know hey uh, it's my birthday but as he's calling them they all kind of like interrupt him with their own stupid petty bullshit <laughs> well and indeed uh ha- like what's going on during all of this like right at the beginning is uh gimpy Gimpy right. is uh, Gimpy is in his room. His little like sidekick dude, Mump, I think his Mump. name is. <laughs> little little short, fat ginger kid with like big Coke bottle glasses is like playing. Video, is like trying. He, he's like trying to hack something. He's doing. He's got a VR rig on, and he's like lawnmower man <laughs> hacking something. Yeah, he's doing some hacks on a computer, and he overloads some shit, and like the computer explodes. And he gets taken away on a stretcher and um, they're like, oh, what were you doing? And uh, Gimpy is like, oh, we were trying to hack into the Ben and Jerry's mainframe to change like Captain Kirk chocolate, whatever, to uh, Chewbacca Captain chunk Kirk or something crunch like that. to Chewbacca ch- chocolate Ch- chunk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, there it is. Uh, which already I'm like. Okay, is uh, is this going to be a Star Trek versus Star Wars thing? And indeed, although I find it funny, they're like acting like a mump is dying, and the EMT is like, he he yeah, he's just got carpal tunnel. He'll be fine. And yet he's still wheeled away <laughs> on a to a hospital on a stretcher. <laughs> and uh, he turns around. And he's like, "All right, you heard him. Back to work, man." 
and all of his his like cronies, yeah, all the other people in the dorm, uh, they turn their back on him and like retreat to their rooms. Yeah. Hmm. He's losing. He's losing his uh, his loyalty to the men, which is the uh, subplot, the, the B plot of the episode. Is it? Yeah, it's the B plot. Yep, totally. Starts with it, but it's still the B plot. So sorry, yeah. Uh, then the, the the opening goes, which I think is um, a song called "The Click" by Good Charlotte. It is, yeah. Uh, the show was originally pitched by Pete Williams as "The Click." And uh, MTV was like, hey, that's cool and all, but why not just calling it undergrads? And uh, he was like, okay. So, uh, Not going to lie. I think they're both kind of weak titles for a show, to be honest. Because like, It doesn't sell it. Yeah. No, neither not, of them sell it. Not, neither of them like really tell you anything about the show. Like, nothing, nothing makes the show stand out. It doesn't tell you anything about it. Um, I think one of the, like, here's another good example of that. I think one of the best sitcoms of the past 20 years is a show that was on ABC in 2009 called Better Off Ted. Right. The show is absolutely brilliant and hilarious. And I'm not even a big sitcom person, but that show is like A+. That title, though, Better Off Ted, that's the reason why the show didn't last. Like, I've never watched it. You hear a title "Better Off Ted." What does that? What does that? What does that tell you? Better off dead. Nothing. Nothing. The, the main exactly. character's name is Ted. I mean, yes. <laughs> so what you're saying is they shouldn't have called it "Nits and Friends." I I don't have a uh, I don't have a better title for it off the top of my neither, head. Neither but, do I. <laughs> but uh, if I it's thought a little about weak. it. If I thought about it, I'm sure I could come up with something, but we, we could, bo- we're good at bo- that. Both the click and undergrads, they're, they're both kind of nothing titles yeah. for a show. And which is, it sounds like you've watched this as much as I have. It's un it's an underwhelming title for given how easily rewatchable the 13 episodes are. It's a very dige- easily digestible show. It's also very entertaining, despite being from 20 years ago and having some like crass humor. It still feels kind of good natured. It, it's good natures. And like you said, it has uh, crude or even crass humor at times. Um, I was surprised that it held up. Like, look at how aged it is. Like he's using that big, bulky fucking bubble Mac, right? Like they still use phones and fax machines. It's kind of a time capsule. <laughs> this show. L, the theme song is by Good Charlotte. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> nothing screams 2000. Nothing is more 2001 than that. No. And using Good Charlotte as the theme song to your show. It, it's not. Yeah. Um, you, you know that Pete Williams loosely based uh, the characters off himself and his friends? His friends yeah. didn't really like that. Yeah. Like uh, Gimpy's name is Justin in the show. His friend that he's based off of is named Justin. And yep. his, his buddy is named Cal. Like, <laughs> like they're, it's very poorly disguised, um, exaggerated char- characterizations of his friends. They got over it, but they weren't In too my, thrilled. <laughs> from what I've seen, uh, that is uh, the norm more often than not. When someone like 
writes a show or writes a movie and based characters in it directly on people that they know He's it doesn't teenager. usually it doesn't usually go over very well <laughs> uh pete williams was a teenager he didn't fucking do anything he had yeah. never even drank like you know how like there's the whole episode of where nets doesn't drink he doesn't like drinking and he goes to rocco to teach him how to drink that's the main character he never drank till he went to uh till his like second year in college when he dropped out wow yeah he was a good boy <laughs> i cannot relate <laughs> nope i real quick sidebar I was fine with like drinking, tried it a bit at 14, 15, 16, blah, blah, blah. Never drank, drank, just, you know, at bush parties and that kind of thing, right? Um, moving in with an alcoholic at 16, let me tell you, didn't drink for three years. Didn't have the effect where I wanted to drink. No fucking sir. Didn't drink at my grad. Wow. Just to prove, just to make a point. Yep. And then right. into college, I was like, okay, now I'm fine. I've proven my point. He can go fuck himself. <laughs> yeah. Fuck that guy. Yeah. Fuck that guy. Speaking of fuck that guy, um, Rocco interrupts Nets, calling him to tell him about his birthday, uh, to tell him that he's really busy punching himself in the face. After just watching uh, Fight Club uh, 23 times. <laughs> Which is funny because um, uh, me and my partner have a podcast called Based On, where we talk about movies yeah. based on books and the books that they're based on. First episode was about Fight Club. And uh, we, we talked at length in that episode about how uh, a, lot of, a lot of people, a lot of dudes around this time watched Fight the movie Fight Club and kind of took the wrong lessons away from it. And uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, this kind of made me laugh because this is a, like, this is that <laughs> one thing and I, noticed I, about... and I straight up, like back when I was younger, I knew people who were doing things like that and trying to start a fight club. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, everybody knew those kids. Um, one thing I noticed now about the show that I didn't really appreciate when I was younger was that everything cringy on the show is supposed to be Rocco is supposed to be that stupid guy that everyone knows that tries to start a fight club. Oh yeah. 100%. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The whole star Wars um, versus star trunk thing going on here. They're supposed to be despicable, like wretches of <laughs> human beings. Like incorrigible nerds that <laughs> that you don't want to have to relate to, mm -hmm. and by lightly making fun of itself, by not having characters make fun of it, but by the characters being bad themselves, I man, I, I enjoy that. I enjoy that a whole bunch. Uh, so Jesse walks in uh, to Nitz's room and is like, "Hey, we're." Uh... Uh, you should come hang out with my friends because, like, don't be lame and uh, hang out with your your stupid high school friends. And he's yeah. like, he's like, 
no, like we're uh, we're we're probably going to be doing something, and in, indeed, it's because like in years prior, like they always have something planned for Nitz on his birthday, and his birthday is coming up, so he expects to be busy, so he turns her down. Yeah, they they always remembered his birthday. Ever you grow up with friends, right? You all know each other's birthday, but it's college. Like what, Cal? Somehow, this is the part that I actually laughed, and I never caught this when I was in school. Cal answers a phone on a landline, on a, uh, on a landline out while he's forest. playing. <laughs> he's out the forest playing paintball, and he pulls the like a phone out of nowhere I mean, to talk to, be, to Nitz. Or to is it fair, a cell phone? It's a cordless phone. It's a cordless phone. Yeah, it's got an okay, antenna sticking okay. out the top. You're right. You're right. <laughs> um, <laughs> but. Uh, this part is uh, uh, quite amusing because, um, uh, so yeah, Cal is out in the uh, forest playing paintball and uh, he's like been shot up and he's playing paintball with like a couple like attractive young women. He's been shot up and he's like, Ooh, look at the pretty colors guy. And uh, Nitz is like, I, I can't see you, Cal. We're talking on the phone. And Cal responds with communication. Yeah. Hanging up. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if they intended for Cal to be one of the funnier characters just through his dialogue, but like oh, he's definitely a comic relief character. What The stupid die I, I only think a teenager could have helped design the show. Like the the dialogue, like if you looked at the script for the show, you're like, who? Like who is thinking this funny? And because it's so weird and just sometimes the jokes are awkward and don't hit, but that makes them funnier. Like yeah. <laughs> communication. Yeah. yeah. Hanging up. Yeah. <laughs> like it just it I like you said, it's it's kind of like a more wholesome type of comedy. Uh, in a way, or yeah. wholesome, not wholesome, uh, harmless. Yes, it's, it it tries its best. Yeah, there's a flashback sequence here. What is it? There's like a Star Trek. Oh, when um, Mump met Gimpy. Okay, so. <laughs> okay, here we go. Yeah, here we go. Um, listeners, I'm I'm a Star Trek person. And I, uh -huh. I, I quite frequently mock Star Wars, uh, not because I have any problem with Star Wars uh, in fun. general. I, I actually like a number of the movies, and like uh, yeah, I same. like a few of the I, I like a few of the games. Uh, that Mandalorian show was all right. I think it's a little overrated personally, but I loved Force Unleashed. Uh, yeah, I loved Kotor. Um, but uh, one of the reasons why I on various podcasts uh shit talk star wars is a lot of it has to do with star wars fans just being so goddamn <laughs> insufferable especially nowadays uh-huh um so what happens here is like uh the the main antagonist of this episode who's like wearing a star trunk uniform spud spud <laughs> number one uh he is uh uh 
he makes the weird line of like, oh, uh, uh, what what is our greatest joy in life? And they're like, oh, to follow the prime directive. And I'm like, that's that that's a weird thing to derive joy from. <laughs> but all right. Yeah. And Gimpy comes in and is and I'm going to paraphrase, but he's basically like, isn't the, the prime directive uh, not interfering with the development or advancement of species? And Spud is like, uh-huh. I and see where like, you're going. Continue. Yeah. And Gimpy makes the uh, the argument that, oh, by getting these men to follow the prime directive, you are in turn violating the prime directive itself. And this like overloads Spud's brain. And I'm like, that is a fucking stupid argument because these people are already part of his... Like, he's not interfering with the development of, like, another He's culture. not introducing new information to the culture that could hurt their advancement. Exactly. <laughs> like. <laughs> it's supposed to be stupid. <laughs> these, these, these kids are all part of, like, the same group. In the first week. Yeah. <laughs> so, in the first week, uh, Gimpy takes over as their kind of, like, nerd leader. Yeah. By de- defeating Spud. And he nerd says. Leader. Nerd leader standing by. Nerd leader. <laughs> uh, we're going. We're going down. And he's like, and he's. What does he say? He's like, ah, let me tell you about the wonders of the force. And they yeah, all take off their elf ears. And <laughs> yeah, this uh, uh, Gimpy's like stupid argument here uh, just overloads Spud, and he like runs away. And they're like, oh, how did you do that? And he's like, Jedi mind trick. Um. Let me teach you the ways of the force. And so then the uh, that dorm becomes uh, Star Wars fans. Yeah, they just they just throw away all the just right into the garbage, all their Star Trek stuff. You can't be a fan of both. Nope, that's that's the rules that I don't make the I don't we don't make the rules. Nope. Um. Yeah, so that was his flashback. Yeah, what do we we cut to the cafeteria or where are we? A bump is in the hospital, still in the hospital with <laughs> there's a tunnel. webcam. There's a webcam set up. I don't know why. In Mump's um, hospital room, just pointing at at Mump from across the room, and he's yeah. just like sitting there. Yeah, just so gimpy, just so gimpy can watch him. Yeah, <laughs> I never thought about how stupid that was till now. Uh... It's his own crystal ball, essentially. Yeah, uh, a joke that uh, me, me and Cal regularly make about um, uh, on about Beast Wars on our Beast Wars podcast. Too much energy on, and now yeah. we see it everywhere. Yeah, we can't unsee it. <laughs> where we're seeing supposed to be seeing like footage or whatnot of something going on, or but it's literally just the footage that. Uh, that the the viewer has seen or it's like how is this character even watching this is there like a disembodied camera just floating through the sky like what's going on ever since the revelation of megatron and his crystal ball i i see that everywhere just characters watching a screen or being aware of something that you thought only the viewer was and because the viewer was aware of it you don't really question it but then when you stop and you analyze something and you're like, wait, 
how's Gimpy seeing Mump? We know he's in the hospital, but how's Gimpy watching him through his computer? Webcams, man. Crystal balls and webcams everywhere. Yeah. Uh, so now we're in the cafeteria and uh, Jesse is hanging out with her friends and Nitz shows up and uh, the, the lunch lady brings out a cake. Brings out a cake and it says, happy birthday, Sean. And they're like, what? Jesse's like, what? We didn't know it was your birthday. And uh, this is where Nitz explains that uh, he never had to tell anyone because his friends always just knew. And He's then, like, you're uh, not in high school anymore, dipshit. Yeah. And then uh, <laughs> what's his name? The, the like okay. shit talking guy. Your mom doesn't know your own fucking name. <laughs> they all laugh. <laughs> they're like oh it's not fun oh that's not shut up that's not funny yeah it fucking is yeah jesse's trying to be like guys that's not funny because dan points like right in his face and laughs and they all stop for a moment as like net storms off yeah yeah but like you said kruger's like yeah it fucking is yeah. <laughs> and you know what pretty funny i didn't realize how sensitive nits was until re-watching this recently He's he's kind of he's kind of a sensitive boy, isn't he? Uh, yeah. Also, that's a weird thing to be really upset about because it's like one, who cares what name is on the cake? You're Eat still the getting a cake. You're still getting a free cake. I, I think that was hilarious. And, and two, like it's obvious someone just goofed. Yeah, like cakes got switched or wherever Sean put... is, he's getting your cake. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like oh well, the fact that you got a cake that like that's pretty cool. Yeah, take a take a picture with it that says Sean, man. Happy birthday, Sean. Yeah. Well, so, and now it nowadays that's like I would just like take a selfie with it being like being like Sean, Sean for life. <laughs> yeah, Sean here. It's your boy Sean. It, it's <laughs> your it boy. In. It's your boy Sean on his birthday, yo. <laughs> Happy 17th. <laughs> oh. Yeah, so, but no, not for Nitz. Nitz, Nitz sad, Nitz sad boy. He walked away. So uh, uh, back back at Techerson Tech. Oh uh, God. Yeah, right. Uh, uh, Gimpy, like, uh, discovers that, like, the entire dorm has been converted to uh, Star Trek. So. Spud has used this moment of weakness and disloyalty from all of his men to seize control of the dorm again and... Bring them back to the the ways of the star trunk yeah which um this is quite unsavory behavior from someone who uh fancies himself a starfleet officer i will just yeah say. yeah he yeah. would never pass he had never passed starfleet just saying no no absolutely not uh but w what happens here um jesse and the guys uh uh show up at nitz's uh uh, apartment and bring him Sean's cake and they're like <laughs> Jesse's like yeah we were gonna eat the cake anyway but we decided you know it's your birthday we'll we'll bring it here and eat it here with you yeah so happy birthday loser yeah uh so what happens oh and back at Techus and Tech the nerds fucking storm Gimpy's room and like start collecting his Star Wars memorabilia those savages yeah savages and i'm like hey, hold on hold on you guys are taking this a little bit too far you're crossing a line here <laughs> and uh something truly horrifying of the the worst of torture happens 
Um, not only do they collect his memorabilia to presumably burn it or do whatever with it, they, Bell like it a clockwork orange, they like pry his eyes open and strap him to a chair and force him to watch Deep Space Nine. Yeah. I was a little bit shook. <laughs> that is that would be truly horrific for me. Um Deep Space Nine has a lot of fans uh, amongst uh Star Trek fandom. Um I it's I, not I, terrible. I I'm I, just, I'm just not a big I, fan. I I'm just prefacing here. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, uh Deep Space Nine has a lot of uh very devoted fans. A lot of Star Trek fans will call it the uh, best episode or the best uh, Star Trek series of them all. And as I mentioned at the beginning of this show, I'm a big Star Trek fan. I have been since the late eighties. Um, Deep Space Nine's boring, man. I, the most I, interesting I, episodes are about the bartender. Yeah. And his nephew. I, I try. <laughs> I, I tried to get back into because uh, I, I did a full series watch through of the original series and Next Generation last year. And I was like, OK, well, the, the next logical place to go with this is to do Deep Space Nine. Couldn't make it through the first episode. Oh, couldn't make it through the first episode. It was fine until it got to some like weird shit of like uh cisco like talking to some like extra dimensional beings and like being on a beach with his like dead wife but she's actually like it, it, it's all just like floofy like metaphysical shit and i'm like no can, can we just go back to like cisco like shit talking quark <laughs> like can we go back to that because at least that's that's interesting yeah um yeah, like yeah. I said, when the most interesting episodes are about the bartender and his uh, his nephew. Yeah. Maybe maybe you like it because it's a drama. Maybe you don't. Maybe you. Maybe it's not because it's Star Trek. <laughs> yeah, valid. Yeah. Point. Like I said, it's fine. But it was whenever it came on TV, I would watch it for a few minutes, figure out if it was one of the good episodes, and if it wasn't, I'd just peace out. Whereas at least with Voyager, and a lot of people don't like Voyager, at least with Voyager, I could watch the whole episode through. through. A lot of people don't like Voyager. Um, I do. I do like Voyager. <laughs> I, I know, I, shots fired. <laughs> even more shots fired. I will go to bat and die on a hill defending Enterprise. I just started watching through that again recently, too. Because the this is the... You know what? I think it actually, at the time of recording, it's the 24th of September. I think it might have been 20 years ago today when the, uh, I, you know what? I'm looking it up. This is now a Star Trek podcast. Now a Star Trek podcast. Star Trek Enterprise. I know it. Oh, September 26th. 2001 so, so we're two days shy oh my God. of the 20th anniversary of star the premiere so, of star trek enterprise. no way so undergrads and star trek enterprise yeah or sorry, was it just called enterprise it was called enterprise for the first two seasons and then they uh right. added the star trek to it in season three they are both four. they are they are both they came out in very similar times yeah and they're uh, both about 20 and a half years old man <laughs> Yeah, and I will uh, 
like I said, I've been watching through Enterprise again lately, and uh, I I still love it. And you know what? Even more shots fired. That theme song is fucking great. <laughs> Come at him. At How's him. That? At Laser Comb. Yeah, <laughs> at Twitter. Laser Comb on Twitter. And I will <laughs> tell you that I have faith of the heart. <laughs> anyway. Uh Tangent Speaking over. of Star Trek nerds, no. <laughs> yeah, um, the Star Trek nerds uh, try to force, they, they try to brainwash Gimpy. Yeah. Uh, before we see if they're successful or not, we switch to Brody, the cinephile. Uh, is that even a word? Yep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, talking about how he knows somebody who knows the best boy on like a production of a movie that's not out. That's his shtick. He knows someone who is friends with someone who is the best boy on like <laughs> right. someone's on a show that hasn't been out yet. Yeah. And uh, what is it? They're in a bar just playing pool. And Jesse's like, Hey Nets, is this always what you do with friends? Just like quietly sit there and be boring. Eventually he warms up to everybody. Yeah. Um. Yeah, what does she do? She's like, you don't need to worry about these guys. They're easy to get along with. Brody uh, is an insufferable movie nerd. Kruger swears a lot. Dan laughs. All you need to know. Yep. They sound like a, a good lot to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they're playing pool, having a good time. Um, Nitz gets out of his uh, precarious situation by challenging uh, Spud to oh, a Gimby. duel. All right, yeah, Gimpy, sorry. Right, right. He luckily doesn't have to watch Deep Space Nine because he it he grinds his teeth and you can see like a vein pop up in his head. He's like, I challenge you to duel like uh, Kirk does in that episode. Against the, the Klingon in that episode and Spud like takes the bait and it's like, ah, episode 72 or whatever. I know it will. I know it will. Choose your weapon. That's what he fucking says throughout the episode. And he, he challenges him to a death match in Quake 3 Arena. Yeah. At first, they try other things like broadswords, but they're geeks that like apparently can't even lift up a sword. So that goes away. What's the little bit that they do there? They pick up swords. They both drop them. They pick up pistols. They, they, they can't even hold them with both hands. And then they try karaoke, but like the microphone's too heavy. So he's <laughs> like, this is what we'll do. Quake. And I'm like, fuck yeah. Wow. How old is this? But keep in mind, like this was all written and stuff like in the nineties and it premiered in the two thousands. So Quake even then was kind of old. Not really. Quake three arena came out in like 99. That's what I mean. They're just playing Quake. Right. Like the 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 logo that comes up uh, at one point, the Quake logo that comes up. Oh, you're right. Your screen, it's the it's Quake, Quake Three. 3. You're yeah. right. I I'm seeing it now. The um the red logo with the the three points uh, converging. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I see now. Yeah, you'll have to excuse me, uh, listeners. Um, I'm watching this in like 180p. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, in DivX format. God. Yeah, so it's it's a team battle. It's a team deathmatch. But uh, Gimpy doesn't have his cronies. 
Yeah, so he he needs uh he needs the click to to reunite and uh take down Starfleet. Ah, and yet he actually uh there's two times in the episode where they actually say the click referring to their group of friends. Yeah. Um, the show was not called the click, <laughs> but they, they still refer to each other as the click. Also, when I, whenever I hear the click, I just think of the, uh, the, I, I think of triple H, Shawn Michaels, Kevin Nash, <laughs> Scott Hall, X-Pac, Fucking Xbox, yeah. They, they, they were the like. This wasn't even an on-screen thing. They were known as the Click backstage. Yeah, because they like they all hung out. They had each other's backs. They were bros. Yeah, yeah. I, I forgot about that. Yeah, one of the earliest times of uh, quote unquote kayfabe being broken on screen was when was after. Uh, I think it was after. Uh, Scott Hall was uh, it like it was became known that Scott Hall was leaving to go to WCW right. after a match. There's like very famous video footage of them like all like hugging in the ring. Oh, that's what it's from, right? Yeah, and that's this is what's... when I still watched <laughs> wrestling. Yeah, yeah, and that was like a very early example of kayfabe, which is basically like the facade of the storyline in wrestling like pretending like everything that's going on is real that's called kayfabe it was one mm -hmm. of the earliest examples of kayfabe being broken in front of fans yeah and those are humanizing and touching moments rather totally. than bad moments uh, there are bad moments but that's for our wrestling po podcast and yeah. if you're listening to this in a future date beyond 2021, we laser comb probably has one of those by then. <laughs> probably. <clears throat> so what's happening here? Probably Gimpy's an recruiting... a, probably an AEW podcast. Yeah, G Gimpy's recruit trying to recruit the the click, and uh, they're like, okay, uh, but Nitz is like, eh, yeah, I'll think about it. There's like a training montage of like uh, Gimpy being a drill instructor and them like doing push-ups and Cal is like mastering his joystick. You must master your joystick like a fisherman must master bait. <laughs> <laughs> and Ronco's laughing at the word joystick, but when Gimpy delivers that line, he like master laughs bait. and falls out of his, his chair. <laughs> like a that, fisherman must master his bait or something like that 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 is definitely a line written by a teenager that a 19 year old wrote that for sure and the weird thing is he's training them to use a joystick but they're they're not actually practicing in quake he's like like also teaching them why, how to use a joystick also why would you use a joystick in quake oh you get annihilated yeah so like you're, it, you're not playing fucking ace combat here you're playing quake <laughs> yeah uh, he's a little out of touch on that one there and yeah. they're not like flight sticks either like you had said like ace combat they're like almost like atari joysticks they got yeah, like a button yeah. on the top and like a handle and that's it maybe like get, a button on the pad uh i'm gonna guess that uh pete williams probably wasn't much of a gamer or there's a joke in here, like that they're just trying to be funny and show how dumb they are. I, I don't know. It feels like he wasn't much of a gamer. 
Um, rip board games, on the other hand, such as Risk, that's a different story. So, uh, uh, Cal is in a bathroom stall, <laughs> uh, like a fisherman mastering his bait. I love that. Gimpy and his drill sergeant out for uniform is looking for Cal, and he opens up a a stall, and the camera just shows Cal in the bathroom, like sweating, going, ah, "Yeah, guy." I'm mastering my joystick and the camera pans down to insinuating. He looked like he was masturbating, but he's just in the bathroom stall with a joystick, not plugged into anything like feverishly mashing buttons and moving it around. And Gimpy just like backs up and like quickly leaves the bathroom. It's a dumb joke, but I appreciate shit like that. So to, uh, to move things along, um, uh, Nitz is having a good time with his new group of friends. Things aren't going well for Gimpy and the rest of the clique against uh, uh, Spud and his cronies. Yeah, there's like and a so, friends montage. Yeah, with and so, Nitz and his new friends. And so, uh, uh, Gimpy like quick time calls <laughs> Nitz, which I'm like, did anyone ever really like communicate this way back then? No, and it's very weird because like Gimpy's uh, webcam, uh, sorry, his um, screen will just pop up randomly on Nitz's computer, yeah, all the it, time. Yeah, it's like they're Zoom calling, but in like 2001, people didn't communicate on computers that way really back then. Not really, and not only that, like he doesn't accept it. It's kind of like there's an open line constantly available between their computers. Yeah, and that's so that Gimpy can just magically appear much like Rocco or Cal can so that they can converse. So, so the gist of it here is that uh, the, the click need Nitz's help. They're like, Oh, we have this game tomorrow night. You, you have to come, you have to come. But uh, Jesse also invites uh, uh, Nitz to do something tomorrow night as well. And uh Nitz actually like points out to the the rest of the clique here, like, oh, you know, you forgot my birthday, and right. they're like, and they're like, Gimpy's like, oh, uh, no, we didn't. We were tomorrow. We we were planning your special birthday party. Here, this joystick here, and he like grabs the joystick that uh, the Cal has. Cal has <laughs> was like, yeah, you, we we got you this joystick. It, it it's your birthday gift. And, and Cal's Cal, like, but that's my joystick, guy. Uh, no, it isn't. It, it's it, it's for it. No, that's my joystick, guy. Hey, and then Rocco's like, um, what does Rocco say? Oh, and Cal is like, oh, you're trying to trick Nitz. I don't think he'll go for it, guy. And then and Rocco's, Rocco's like, like, yeah, uh, I don't know. Nitz is pretty stupid sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but like, they're talking to each other as if Nitz can't hear them. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so he like uh, puts them on mute. Doesn't hang up on them. Puts them oh, on mute. Mutes them. Yeah. Doesn't hit a mute button. Drags the, the volume. The volume the button down. down. Yeah. And so uh, Jesse shows up and like invites Nitz to go do a thing tomorrow night. And he's like, "Yeah, sure, I'm free." And she's like, "What about your friends?" And he's like, "Oh, they're uh, they're them. dead. They're, <laughs> they're, they're dead." dead. <laughs> and she's like, "Really?" Because I just saw Cal earlier. And he's like. Yeah, he's dead. They're all dead. Anyway, let's hang out tomorrow. Yeah, he's dead. They're all dead. Uh, yeah, and uh, then it cuts to the game. 
Nitz. Nitz isn't there. And it shows their little avatars and their like stats. And Gimpy's like Gimpy's um quake name is Major Blood. Rocco's is killed by death 87. <laughs> and Cal's is Cal Gore. Cal Gore. <laughs> that, that's kind of fitting. An inconvenient death. An inconvenient death. <laughs> uh, so they suck. Uh, yeah, they suck. Uh, there's a uh, recurring joke of Rocco finding he he's unarmed because he's out of ammo, but he has his like his like chop the slappers. Animation. It reminds me of GoldenEye sixty four. Yeah, yeah, when you have the the slapping animation. Yeah. Yeah, and he finds it incredibly amusing because it looks like he's jerking off. And hey, guys, look! It looks like I'm jerking my gherkin. <laughs> doesn't he uh, kill? Doesn't he shoot Cal? He empties like all of his ammo by killing Cal in the game. Uh, maybe. Yeah, I think something like that happens. Um. So, uh, back to Nitz and Jesse and her friends. They they're going to see a screening of a movie, uh, called. What is it? What does he call it? He calls it the thick blue line. The thick blue line. <laughs> yeah. There's a, and uh, the one dude is like, fuck Robert Redford. <laughs> Which the joke there, if anyone's wondering, there was a movie that came out in 1999 called The Thin Red Line, which was a war movie. And this is an obvious parody to it. But um, uh, Nitz is watching the movie and he imagines... Uh, him and his group of friends as the like soldiers in this movie and they're all like dot they're all like pondering like existence and whatnot in a very rote manner and yeah. they all they all, they all like die that. for each other and being like they, that's what friends do that's what friends do and it it's really heavy-handed <laughs> it's great <laughs> I, I i was i was kind of rolling my eyes at it earlier i'm like oh god it's heavy-handed but like it's it's funny because their limbs and stuff are being like blown apart. It's like, don't worry, that's what friends do. What's the final scene? Um, they're, one of them with no arms is in the shower, and they're like, That's what friends do, guy. <laughs> uh Brody, the the movie buff guy, was uh uh there's a bit, and like even my partner quotes this bit quite regularly. There's really? a bit where he's like, um, he's like, uh there you, you see that guy in this scene. That scene, he's wearing a watch, but this scene, he isn't. Continuity error! Continuity error! I watched the movie good! Yeah. <laughs> I watched the movie good! I laughed. I yeah. laughed. Laugh at that every time. Yeah, my, because... my, my, my partner and co-host on Based On, which I mentioned earlier, uh, Krista, uh, she actually references that line quite I a bit. And anytime awesome. there's a continuity error in something. <laughs> I watched the movie good! <laughs> I love it. <laughs> uh, so Nitz like throws his hands up and is like, "Sorry guys, uh, I, I I really like hanging out with you guys, but I got to go hang out with my my dumb friends from high my school." My immature friends uh, beat a bunch of nerds at a video game. Yeah. So uh, things are going bad for uh, for for the click in for Quake. Team Gimp. Team Gimp. <laughs> uh, and then out of nowhere. Uh, Nitz shows up to to save the day in the game. In and, the game, and he he's brought all of his uh, new friends with him. And I'm like, 
That's not how death matches in Quake work. <laughs> People don't just mysteriously show up and join one side of the game. Yeah, you can't. Not... Yeah, it, it doesn't work that way. Also, there are player limits. And not only that, they join. It seems like they only have one life. Like it's a hardcore match. Yeah. But they, they join like 20 minutes into the game. Yeah. Whatever. And they look like themselves. Whatever. <laughs> it is what it is. Whatever. They save the, they save the day. They save the day. Um, Nitz, or Nitz is like, you're all ki clear, kid. Let's blow this thing and go home. And again, I'm rolling my eyes. Um, A clear Star Trunk reference. Oh, if you, we want to go, uh, if we, we want to go like to that level a bit earlier, there was a sign on, um, on, on a door that said, blah, blah, star date 2064.1 or something like that. Star okay. dates don't begin with twos. They begin with fours or fives. Ah, uh, okay. So yeah. it's pur purposefully. No, they probably just didn't know. Oh, yeah. you think that they didn't know? I assume yeah, they were just that. That is a very like deep, deep <laughs> like level of like Star Trek nerddom to actually know that. The only reason Amazing. I know that, to be honest, is because I listen to a Star Trek watch through podcast regularly, where that got pointed out to me, and I'm like, uh, oh, okay, oh, okay, that makes sense. Okay, fair, fair. Yeah. Uh, so Nitz actually does the Nitz and his friends are are light. Well, Gimpy is a lot, but Nitz and the Click are light Star Wars fans. Not heavy Star Wars fans, but they're all uh, they're all they're all on the the side of Star Wars. Yeah, they save the day, and then there's a, a scene that's the the episode ends with a scene that's an homage to the end of the first Star Wars of them like all getting medals and again, I'm rolling my eyes over here. Uh huh. Uh huh. Right down to Mump actually like wiggling around and making R two D two sounds. And then yeah. the episode ends with Star Trek or Star Star Trek, Star Wars style yeah. credits. I purposely like getting things wrong like that, <laughs> that all the time. Yeah, uh, um, that, that was the episode. That's the episode. Um, stuff I like. All all the Star Trek and Star Wars stuff like was pretty insufferable. For me, I, I gotta say. For, for me, there's a certain cringe that comes with watching 2000s era cartoons that is funny in of itself. And I've already mentioned this, but I feel like you're not supposed to think it's cool. It's supposed to be insufferable. But Actually, there's on, a on that note, real quick, I forgot to mention, uh, uh, Jesse mentions that like, them and their friends like hanging out on a Friday night, like playing Quake, it is kind of cool in a like dorky, like nerdy, nerdy. I'm never going to get laid ever kind of way. And I'm like, that is a very like 20 years ago mindset to have because let me tell you, yep. The um, she winks world, at him when she says world, that the world has changed. Yeah, she winks at him when he says that. So she's. She's not too serious. Uh, geek geek shit is what uh, is what sells these days. Yeah. 
All right. Certainly do. Uh, cl- closing thoughts about undergrads. We're kind of running out of time here. So yeah. Uh, closing thoughts about undergrads. Um, th- a lot happens on each episode, which is nice. There's always like an A and a B, and sometimes like a little C plot going well, on. Always, yeah. It, that good point. Yeah, <laughs> always. Um, but it's fast moving and I, I find that the pacing of each episode for this was, it was satisfying. Like I, I rewatched all of the episodes. This isn't one of the stronger episodes. No, um, no it is not. No. Um, there's a famous risk episode. Uh, there, there's a lot of like better episodes, but eh, if you're listening to us or watching this, like check it all out. There's only 13 and I think it aged well. I think it's like funny. It's the kind of thing that plays in the background really well. But also if you're analyzing it and combing through the the dialogue, there, there's a lot of cleverness in the writing mixed in with the juvenile writing. And uh, I, I like it, man. It's a blast from the past. Yeah, lot, lots of fond memories from this show. Uh, not a big fan of this episode in particular, but there's still stuff I like. There's stuff I like yeah. in every episode. Yeah, the, the 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 characters in of themselves around the plot are just amusing. All right. right. Like Gimpy, Gimpy's gonna gimp, Rocco's gonna rock, and Cal's gonna slurp. <laughs> so that could that should be the tagline for the for the movie. <laughs> movie. Yeah. Gimpy's gonna gimp, Rocco's gonna rock, and Cal's gonna slurp. Yeah. Well, best buddy guy, I think it's time we wrap this up. Yeah, let's uh, start winding things down. Uh, That has been episode four of the Laser Comb podcast, where we comb through random episodes of classic TV series with a fine-tooth laser. Uh, For next week, I put up a Twitter poll uh, just to uh, let my... leave, Leave it up to the the followers on the twitters to see what we watch coming up and so uh four choices i let the poll run for a full week what ended up winning was the tick so and i have before i didn't every week up till now i have voted for the tick but in christopher's most recent poll i was like i'm i'm a (laughs) co-host i'm not gonna vote in in his polls and then the tech one baby <laughs> and then the tech one uh so we're going to be talking about the tech next week uh let's go to uh numbergenerator.org and figure out which episode we're going to be watching there were 36 episodes in total so I'm stoked for this. one random numbers between one and 36 and here we go 22 22 so that will be uh, season two episode called Ants in Pants. The Tick checks himself into Captain Sanity's superhero sanatorium, letting a large colony of ants capture the other superheroes and lock them into a giant people farm. I don't remember I, this one. I, I don't remember this one either. This show was wild. It's The, sh- it, the show was wild. It's very much for kids. Uh, recently, I've tried to go and get back into it. It's for kids. 
that that's okay. I, I remember when the show came out. It's still funny. <laughs> uh, I, I remember when the the tick first came out on DVD back when I was in my early twenties. I picked up the the first season, and I I felt like it still held up at that point. Okay. Okay. But who knows? I might feel differently now. So yeah, we'll be back next week with that. If you want to support the show, go to patreon.com slash lasercomb, L-A-Z-O-R-C-O-M-B. We're starting at the $5 and up tier. You get uh, hours every week of preamble audio where we kind of just talk about whatever before we actually start recording the episodes proper. It's also a $10 tier that gets you some other stuff and a $25 tier, which gets you a t-shirt, gets you a monthly commentary track, everything from the previous tiers. And you can also pick a show for us to watch on this podcast. So mm-hmm. if you want us to do what we did here today about any show of your choosing, go to patreon.com slash lasercomb. So they get to pick any show as long as it's off. Uh, it's It's finished. It's not currently running. Not currently running, and it has to be narrative-based, so no reality shows or game shows or anything of the sort. We will not watch, like, season seven of Survivor. Nope. It was an actual <laughs> uh, suggestion that I got from someone, so... Wait, what? For yeah, Survivor? That, yeah, that was a... Not not through Patreon, just uh, through word of mouth. That's why I... Uh, I that's, what prompted, I that's what prompted me to uh, say no reality shows. Good. Only narrative-based. But that also means no price is right. Uh, yep, no price is right, no jeopardy, no wheel of fortune. What are you gonna do? Them's the rules. I don't make them up. Well, we didn't I actually it. do. <laughs> but you get to choose the show, but the episode is random. Yeah, but the episode's random. So patreon.com slash lasercomb. Follow us on social media, facebook.com slash lasercomb, spelled the same way. Follow me on Twitter at lasercomb. Again, spelled the same way, L-A-Z-O-R-C-O-M-B. Cal, where are you on Twitter? Uh, Neo, as in from the Matrix, uh, Neo underscore Cal with a K. Come and say, hey, guy, how's it going, best buddy? Yeah. Uh, Check out our other shows, Too Much Energon, where we talk about Beast Wars, Alphanumeric, where we talk about Reboot, uh, based on where uh, I, I mentioned it earlier in this show, so I'm not going to bring it up again. Uh, we also have a monthly show, War Planets, where we talk about Shadow Raiders. That's actually just about to wrap up pretty soon here. So, and uh, more to come. We have some we have some new podcasting ideas uh, brewing. And if you're you're curious about what those may be, uh, go to Patreon because uh, it we might have alluded to it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in some of the outtakes. Anyway, that's been this week's episode of the Laser Comb Podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week. The Dougler out.